All right, you ready to do this? Yeah. Okay, I got an intro. Okay, sweet. Spoiler alert! Here is this week's show show with Sweets and Slaney. Did you follow my Instagrams this weekend? Did you see the ridiculous thing I busied myself with on Saturday? No, I don't think I did. I think I totally missed it. Whoa, shit. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. Back to the Future from Memory, originally by Bob Gale and Robert Zemeckis. You literally... Did you need any help? Did you get stuck at all? I didn't do... I did get stuck. I started it about a year ago, and I got stuck. Okay. And the thing is, I decided for whatever reason I was going to jump back into it uh, the other day on Saturday, but... In the meantime, in the last year, I didn't want to watch Back to the Future casually, which I normally would do, right? Because I didn't want it to influence my completion of that project. I wrote the Back to the Future script from memory. <laughs> I was gonna try to clear that up for the listeners. And, in case and were... since I was seven years old, I've never gone a year without watching Back to the Future. So that must have been tough. So it's the longest I've. The second half of it, in particular, is is remembered after having seen it not seen it for the longest I've ever not seen it. Right. And dude, I did so well. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, we watched it. I I, I wrote it down. It's 75 pages. It's short. Okay. Um, But then we put it on and I sat with it on my lap and I just flipped along. And occasionally, uh, occasionally certain lines would be in the wrong place. Oh, here and there. okay. Or like sometimes like little words would be like the gist would be right, but it would be like, is that okay with you? And really the line is, is that all right with you? Right. Oh my God. But I wrote in all the friggin' like direction notes and... Hey, you guys got to get back in there and play. Man, look at Marvin's hand. You can't play <laughs> like that. That's so funny. Is this there is a insane. movie you could do that with? Um, n- probably not anymore. There's no movies that are fresh enough in my brain. Yeah. There, there was a point where I was sure that i would be able to do it with the matrix the matrix yeah and other than that like i've i've really gotten away from watching movies so frequently yeah i think it is i definitely re-watch movies less than i used to but there are a handful of movies i can watch at least once a year totally no i honestly i do not think there's any movie i could do this with you know what though I, i have two feelings about it yes it requires having seen back to the future a ridiculous amount of times. Right. Uh, but it's easier with that movie than with a lot of movies. And I, I can, pr- I can, I think proof that I was able to do it uh, is in the fact that it's a really tight movie. There's like absolutely zero fat. There's in Back nothing to the that doesn't have to there's, be in there. There's no line that doesn't service the, the story. It's really, really tight. And so one line does kind of lead you to the next line. Right. So one scene takes, I never struggle to know what scene comes after what. Right. Was there any serious miss that you had? There is one serious miss. Okay. We can't wait to hear it. Uh, Chuck, it's Marvin, your cousin, Marvin no Barry. No way. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I was actually just going to like turn the page, like probably two or three pages. To I, see felt that. So <laughs> <laughs> I felt so stupid. I felt so stupid. That's the line that I reference all the time. Well, I mean, like I, I, I put Johnny B. Good in there. Yeah, I didn't forget the sequence. No, no, no. You just forgot the cousin calling uh, Chuck, Chuck Barry. Barry yeah. yeah. You know that new sound you've been looking for? Yeah. 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 I think I found it. It actually was a white man all along. That's who invented, right. <laughs> who invented rock and roll. Who invented rock and roll. <laughs> yeah. But a good one. I'm not going to do it with part two. 
but I could do I could do all right. You could probably get into it. Yeah. Is there another movie outside of Back to the Future that you think you could do? Probably Princess Bride. Princess Bride. Another extremely tight movie that I don't know if I could do it, but somebody could would be uh, When Harry Met Sally. Like that movie is there's there's sure. no fat on that movie at all. Right. And so that is really what makes it doable. I don't know that I've ever watched Harry When Harry Met Sally the whole way through. That's crazy. Isn't that wild? That's wild to me. I've watched a, a parts of it for sure. What, just when it was on TV, though, I've never yeah. sat down and watched it. It's phenomenal. It's yeah. like it's it is the quintessential romantic comedy. Who who wrote it? Nora Ephron. Oh, okay, right. She was she was important. Yeah, she was important as like as a feminist voice, but also just as a satirical writer. And then she, of course, wrote these other uh, Meg Ryan uh, rom coms uh, in right. You've Got Mail and the other one, uh, Sleepless, Sleepless in Seattle. Seattle. Yeah, but. They they're buried by when Harry met Sally, which right. has got Billy Crystal's comedic timing. It was also directed by Rob Reiner, who was on such a hot streak. Yes, yeah. Well, he did the Princess Bride as well, and Spinal Tap, and, Spinal and Tap. Uh, a few good men. Like these movies that have nothing to do with one another. Right. That he crushed all of them. Yeah, yeah. But mainly, most having a sort of comedic sensibility, right? A few good men's not funny. No, not in the least. I mean, like, it is in, like, a Sorkin-y kind of way, I right. guess. Like, but look how it. clever these people are, but it's not a comedy. No. I mean, it's about some 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 people who kill one of their fellow soldiers right. by accident, right? That's what the whole thing is about. Gotcha. I didn't know if it, they did it for the betterment of the troop or... Well, I guess that's the question. Oh, that's what the trials are about. Right. Right. So at this point, they know that they did it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Gotcha. I think so, if I remember correctly. Gotcha. All we need is a few good men. That's right. Just a few. You're damn right I did. How's your week? How you doing? Uh, Good. Yeah? Good. Kind of tuckered yeah. at this point. Yeah, these days seem to be kind of dragging. We had a snowstorm today. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was because I was just out doing snow removal for so long, like an hour and a half once I got home. And right. Just feeling a little bit more drained. I was feeling very zen before, but now I'm like, oh, okay, no, it's kicking in. I'm so tired. you're not coffee slaney tonight. Not coffee slaney. Hopefully I can try to just trick myself into being coffee Yeah, you'll slaney. come out of it. I'll yeah. say something that riles you up. That's right. I hope you do. <laughs> well, and and I've got gambling odds. I think that'll... Oh, good. I definitely want to talk about that. Ass. Yeah. Well, we can start with the Oscars because there sure. is naturally Oscars news. And we seem to be talking about the Oscars this year more than any year I can remember. Yep. Is that fair to say? They just seem to be kind of like more buzzworthy this year for better or worse? Uh, yeah, probably. I think it just for some reason gets escalated every year with, you know blogs and social media and maybe reddit maybe it's that but there's also been this like additive uh like blog content of whether there will be a host and why it should or shouldn't be this person right and now they're making adjustments to the telecast like they're actually changing the broadcast are you familiar with this no so they've decided to keep the show tighter tight to three hours okay uh and what they really mean is to keep it more interesting. They're cutting four awards from the TV oh, yes. broadcast. I'm familiar with that. Part. So they're going to do them during the commercials. And this has proven to be pretty controversial because if you tuned in to watch the Oscars, you want to see the Oscars. And sure, I don't necessarily know this person who's accepting for hair and makeup or whatever. But, you know, I stayed up all night. Let's let's watch the show. Totally. Yeah. You know, let's see them get their gold statue. So they named the four categories that they're going to exclude from the broadcast. Mm -hmm. And they are hair and makeup. Okay. Editing. Oh, editing seems like a pretty important one. Yeah, you think? <laughs> like, there have been people who have said editing is the the main reason that movies are... Look, 
editing saved Star Wars. Right. I yeah. mean, George Lucas is a terrible filmmaker, threw some shit together, and his wife won the Academy Award that he didn't win when she saved it on the cutting room floor. Right. The other award they're not doing in the broadcast is cinematography. So Whoa. shooting the movie and cutting the movie Whoa. will not be honored at the Oscars this year. I I kind of thought maybe like costume design, hair and makeup, um yeah, not editing. So like, of the so of the 10 technical awards at the Oscars. Yeah. Disney is nominated in 7 of them. Okay. On the ABC broadcast this year, they're only going to televise those 7. Oh no. Isn't that ugly? That's a bad look. Yeah, that's the optics are not good, but right. it's a coincidence or not. Like like special effects or something that you could see or sound effects, sound editing. Yeah, that's that's a good point. The sound editing and music editing or whatever the cuz they, they, they kind of go hand in hand. Right. I agree that there are some boring categories, but I kind of feel like look, we can cut a couple of montages in here. So they only cut four? Four the the fourth one is uh live action short. Best best achievement in live action. As short. if that's yeah, as if people are as if that's going to save that much time. So rather than it being three hours, well, they want to keep it to a tight three hours. It's already long. Yeah, just do the damn show. It's either long or it's not. Yeah, yeah. ratings aren't going to be higher this year than any other year. Well, I don't. I think you're probably right. There's been a steady decline year after year after year. Mm -hmm. I don't know if because people are kind of curious about the train wreck this might be. It'll do okay in the first half hour. Yeah, maybe not though, because the Super Bowl was down and the Grammys were down, and mm -hmm. I think the Grammys were down. The Super Bowl was down, but I think the conference championships the week before were higher than they'd ever been. Is that right? Were higher than like the last two Super Bowls. I mean, TV itself is down. Yeah, that's right? definitely true. So I find that a little bit odd. You were going to come with uh, some some betting odds and yeah. what we should consider. Because right now, uh, Oscar voting is open as of Tuesday. That's right. Uh, you have exactly one week to vote if you're a voting member, mm -hmm. which obviously we're not. But I had pointed out that if you're going to fill out a ballot, this would be the time to do it. Because if you're going to, you're going to, Make your decisions based on what the cultural instinct is. And that cultural instinct is now, not in a week and a half. Right. So right now, I er, there were surprises for me and everyone. And just betting-wise, it's kind of crazy. So Rami Malek's odds are 1.3. Yeah, he's the front-runner right now to he, win Best Actor. He's like a clear front-runner. Yeah. Like the, the second is... Um, uh, Christian Bale yep. with 3.25. Yep. So he's paying out three to one, a little more than three to one. Please basically. tell me Bradley is third, uh, um, but a distant third. He's a distant third at 12 to one. Yeah. Which isn't bad. Like you could take a couple flyers. You can't parlay any of these together. Yep. This is his fourth nomination for best lead actor in a film. Really? Yeah. I guess American sniper, American uh, hustle, American hustle, silver linings, Playbook. silver linings, American playbook. Yeah. And is there another American one? Uh, American Star is Born. American Star is Born, right. Jackson, oh, he was American. <laughs> um, he was vaguely American. Now, Willem Dafoe coming in at 51 to odds, or 51 to... I totally to, forgot he was nominated. Yes. Uh, Viggo Mortensen at 26. Yeah, no. Um, okay. Now we're into... Can I just say that Bradley Cooper won a Grammy before he won an Academy Award, and that's the fucking stupidest thing ever? <laughs> yeah, that's insane. Um, best actress, Glenn Close, a clear runaway with it. Yeah. Uh, 1.2. I'm going to watch this movie just so I can say I did. And so people will stop saying, but did you see the wife? Right. Everybody has agreed that the wife is not that good. And this is a career honor. Yeah. Okay. Um, but whatever. 
Olivia Coleman for the that's the favorite, right? It is, and I I contend that that's a supporting role. It's not a lead role, and she's the second favorite, and she only has five to one odds. Yeah, so even then, could be juicy juicy odds on that one, right? Like I would, I'm for sure gonna bet on Christian Bale for best actor. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna hand that over to Rami Malek. I feel gross giving it to Rami Malek. I don't think it's gonna happen. You think that the the instinct of everybody now is no, it won't be cool if I vote for Bohemian Rhapsody. I think so. It is a bunch of white old guys in this thing. Yep. Yeah, I I don't think. I don't think it ages well if Rami Malek gets it. I actually like to... I know I always bring it back to Star is Born. I actually think it's coming back around. Yeah. I actually think it's swooping back up and everybody's like, you know what? Maybe we were being a little bit too proud of ourselves. Well, that's a, a great point because once you start seeing the uh, best picture out at odds, you should get in now. Okay. We'll talk about that. All right. Um, Melissa McCarthy, 34 to 1 odds. Yeah, no. And Yelitsa Apricio or Apicario. I, I don't know. From Roma. Yeah, 34 to 1. Odds. Yeah. Lady Gaga is 10 to 1. Wow. Yeah. That sucks. That sucks. Those are low odds. She now, said a sad thing during the Grammys. She said, if I don't get another chance to to say this, and she thanked Bradley and, and the Star is Born family again. It was just kind of a sad moment. It was yeah, like, oh, yeah. she knows she's not going to win an Academy Award. Right. And now she might not even win for fucking shallow. Excuse my French. Like now, I'm pretty sure, and you might know better, but I'm pretty sure all of the stars from Black Panther is creeping in, which is preposterous because yeah. there is... There hasn't been a song in a movie, not just this year, but in several years that serviced the story of the movie so well as Shallow and, did. And dominated the charts. Yeah, huge it's song. Been, it's been on the, the uh, Apple charts for like so, 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 so long. Right. Like months, months and months and months. Well, for That rarely ever happens. I mean, how and many, especially for a movie. How many times is the original song uh, written for a picture just played over the credits because they wanted to get Kendrick Lamar to promote? That's a movie? exactly right. That's a great point. And these two actually performed and wrote. Yeah, it. yeah. It'd be like if if uh, T'Challa wrote the <laughs> or Michael B. Jordan wrote the song in Black Panther. Now that's a movie I want to see. Yes. Uh, okay, the director. Uh, call it, this is the biggest runaway. This Best is the director. biggest runaway for Alfonso Cuaron. He is a 1.05 favorite. Okay. That basically says you would put down $100 and win $5. Okay. That is awful. Who's, no the, who's the first runner-up? First runner-up. For like, is Bradley? Uh, no, he's not nominated. No, Spike Lee. Oh, Spike Lee. Okay, so if I put uh, $100 on Spike Lee, what would I win? Uh, you'd win 80 bucks. 80 bucks on top of my yes, 100. Yes, on top of your original 100. Okay. That's not amazing. You, no, it's not. Um, Poway Palakowski? I, I have no idea who that's What's for. What's the movie? I don't know. Would that potentially be for The Favorite? No, The Favorite is uh, is Yorgos Lanthimos. Okay. I don't know. Uh, Adam McKay is 26 to 1, and yeah, no. Yorgos Lanthimos is also 26 to 1. Okay. Hmm, not sure who I don't know. Be. I don't know what we're missing there. That's weird. Uh then we got what a not Green Book. Um The Favorite? What about the Favorite? Who's the director for the Favorite? Is that your Is your ghost, okay. yeah. Uh Black Panther, Black Panther, Vice. No, okay. Can't All right. think of it. That's fine. Um Rome. Roma. Uh number one at one point six five. For best picture. Best picture. Green Book number two. Yeah. 4.5. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. I knew that was going to that was going to flip. Can you guess on 3? <sighs> Please don't tell me it's Bohemian Rhapsody. It's not. It's Star is Born. No. Nope. Come on. <laughs> close. What's close? Well, you, you were close. It's the next one down. So, it's fourth. But okay, the, so it's the favorite. 
the favorite yeah. is is eight. This right. is so confusing in gambling conversations. It talking is about a, the favorite. a little bit weird, yeah. Because uh, the favorite is the. It's third not the favorite, favorite yeah. <laughs> and it pays out eight to one. Fifteen to one odds. Okay. For a star is born. Man. So you throw down ten dollars on a on a 15 one odds and you win 150 bucks can i just say if a star is born wins anything other than shallow which i mean i, th- I think it's still a lock but it's not as uh, solidified as it has at it mm-hmm. had been before right if it wins anything else it's going to be like this great cinderella story yeah for this movie that we thought was going to be like a wash right. we thought it was going to win everything a few months I ago know. yeah it's worth taking a flyer on and just going all a star is born yeah i think so too i'm down with that yeah um, Mahershala Ali seems to be a lock for best supporting actor. That bums me out because I I like Mahershala, but I think we just kind of honored his career on his second movie ever two years ago. Yeah, and I think Richard E. Grant is unreal. And can you ever forgive me? And who else is really good in that category? Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott yeah. is unbelievable. He's, I know I'm a he's broken record. One. Yeah, I know. And he, but he's he's probably not going to get it, but. You never know. I don't know. Wouldn't that be awesome? It would be amazing. Uh, Sam Elliott and then Sam Rockwell is thirty-four to one. He's actually the uh, the the biggest underdog in the category. So not Adam Driver. Adam Driver is twenty-six to one. Okay. So yeah, getting better odds with with uh, Sam Rockwell than yeah. Adam Driver. And he just won last year for best supporting. Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell. Yeah. Um, Regina King, favorite for supporting actress, followed by any yes. Guess? Uh, supporting actress, Rachel Weiss. Uh, nope. Amy Adams. Oh, okay. Then Emma Stone and Rachel Weiss are both 17 to one. Amy Adams is three. three Rachel Weiss de- is definitely more likely than Emma Stone because she's winning so. other things. Right. Well, hey, maybe it's worth taking the flyer on. She okay, won the good. BAFTA. I'm going to remember this. Yeah. And, uh, Marina de Tavia is 34 to one odds. Okay. And those are the categories that had on pro. I yeah, felt those like are the those are ones. the biggest ones. Those are the juiciest Song ones. would be, song would be a good one to find an online site to bet on. It'll make me nauseous if Shallow doesn't win best song. Yeah. I mean, I'm already starting to feel like the Oscars are a sham and I want to enjoy the Oscars. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've been like, so, I've <laughs> been so jaded about, really about this discussion. The whole time. Every couple of days I have like a long Star is Born conversation with somebody where I feel like I have to learn them something and I <laughs> achieve nothing every single day. No, it's hard to reason with someone that doesn't it really want is. to be reasoned with. I predict that uh, in 2020, the Academy Awards will reverse this decision to not include those four awards on the tele- the, the broadcast. Yeah. I think immediately they're going to go, that wasn't popular. In fact, I think there will be people who take their their moment in the sun during the broadcast to say, Hey, this broadcast is stupid for excluding my friends who did an amazing job doing this. Yeah. They they hate it. Someone, someone's going to go up. Definitely. Someone's going to go up and say, congratulations to David, whatever, who won for hair and makeup, by the way, hundred percent. He is fantastic. He deserves to be acknowledged on this. You're right. Ooh, those are going to look bad on the Academy. That should be a bet. Yeah. Will someone bring up, Who's going to moth off about the Academy screwing up this show? Who do you think is the most likely? Who's the high and mightiest? Um, Well, Spike Lee is the high and mightiest, but not about that. (laughs) No, he's not that high and mighty, I don't think. I guess. He's a little, he's got got an attitude for sure. You know what? Last year it would have been Francis McDormand. Yes, you're right. I I don't really know. I'm trying to think of like who's definitely going to be on stage. Like Alfonso Cuarón's not going to say anything. Um, the people from Green Book who win for best original screenplay aren't going to say anything. No, I'm thinking like we need like a Sean Penn to get up and let him let us know how. Yo, speaking of Sean Penn, 
and A Star is Born, because that's the only thing I can talk about. Okay. He wrote an op-ed for Deadline last week. Okay. I don't like Sean Penn. He's no. a monster. But he wrote an op-ed for Deadline last week, basically saying, what the fuck is the matter with you people? No way. A Star is Born is clear in a way the only movie that deserves these awards. Yeah. Get off your high horses. It's awesome. Wow. Wow. There you go. Sean Penn coming in with the hotness. Yeah. Yeah. It, like, And for that reason, he would get up and he would say, hair and makeup yeah, just <laughs> deserves like, to be just delivering an impassioned speech. Pull a Kanye West. Yeah. A little bit. But about something important. So uh, those are my predictions. I think that I think people are going to moth off about it, and I think they're going to flip it back because it looks bad. The same way they they did uh, even before they had the chance to roll it out even once, they did a a one eighty on there. Let's give an award for the most popular movie. Right. Remember that existed for like six weeks. Yep. That was ugly. Okay. uh, The Breaking Bad movie. Remember that? Yes. They confirmed there's going to be a Breaking Bad movie starring uh, Aaron Paul. It, so is it a movie or project or it's called a TV movie show? okay it's a it's a screenplay at okay. this point stars aaron paul okay. so presumably post the events of breaking bad mm-hmm. but i don't know that that necessarily means we can't have a little brian cranston action in there at some point point. and we don't know who wrote it we know vince gilligan wrote it oh vince gilligan wrote it he wrote straight it straight up wow it's gonna premiere on netflix Whoa. it's a netflix movie they are gonna air it on amc you know to keep the to keep the friendship alive. Sure. But it's a Netflix production. Whoa. This is awesome. I think it is too. I feel so bad for Aaron Paul. He just seems to have not made a couple of important decisions. I know. He's got Jack Horseman. I feel like that's kind of at least keeping him in the public eye working in Hollywood. It's Yeah. I mean, it, I guess it gives him a small paycheck. Yeah. But it's not like, it's not a big deal. It's a critical darling. Yeah. I mean, he's probably clearing like 80 grand a year because of it. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. That's a weird number to to guess. <laughs> I bet he's, I bet he's making more than that. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, for five seasons on Netflix, five seasons for BoJack Horseman. I don't know. Are you fully caught up on that? No, I kind of gave no, up. I I I watched half a season and kicked myself for not carrying on. With I watched it. a good like, two seasons. Apparently, it gets more and more depressing over time. Yeah, right. But depressing in a way that people talk about. It's existential. I think it's like, it, it's really like, poignant. Whoa, I can't believe that a cartoon is doing this. Yeah. Right. So The Lonely Island and Seth Rogen are teaming up to do a movie. I saw this. They're doing like a fire Festival spoof kind of movie. Yeah. So I don't know if it's going to be specifically about fire Festival. I think it's going to be about some... A festival that some goes wrong. dumbasses who try and yeah. make a, a festival from the ground up. And that's kind of perfectly in line with what The Lonely Island do best, like the... The entitled white boy douchebag frat boy thing. Yep, totally. I was saying I should have made a meme using the scene from Popstar where Adam Levine is bumping and grinding on his hologram, <laughs> and and uh, like basically screenshotted that and put above it. This is what the Super Bowl halftime show should have been. Yeah, that would have went over so well. It's funny just, more people didn't. Uh, it's really funny more people didn't do that. I think I was just too late. I think people don't think of that movie. That's the other For thing. For some reason, nobody talks about that movie, and that movie was awesome. Yeah, so funny. Yeah, it was really great. Uh, Last Call with Carson Daly is ending after 19 years. 19 years? What is this on? It was on NBC. It was on NBC. It was like after was Seth like Meyers. 2 o'clock in the morning or something? Super Last Call. It's right. super late. But they used to have like a TV set. It used to be done. It was a talk show done in a TV set like all talk shows. Right. Quiet, a la Larry King. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like with a studio audience or anything. But then they took his set away and they're like, now we're going to do Last Call literally in bars. And you'll have to interview oh my God. Taraji P. Henson at the keg or whatever. 
the gag? Well, not I, just for an example. No, just a hilarious like national branch of yeah. steak <laughs> restaurants. That you just... Well, at, at Carson Daly's. Sure. Right. Um, and so now they're not even going to do that. Like it was literally the cheapest show in the world to produce. They could have done. And they're going to cancel it. I got to say, I did not know it was still going on. And I might have vaguely known at one point that Last Call with Carson Daly was a thing. Well, and he does morning TV now too, right? Isn't he, he on like GMA or Today Show or one of those things? Probably. And the- he hosts The Voice. He's fine. He hosts The Voice? Yes. He's always hosted The Voice. No way. Yeah. I've never watched The Voice. Yeah, you're not missing anything. No. No one ever knows the winner of The Voice. I couldn't tell you a single person who's won The Voice. How is that? Because it's about it's about the celebrities who are, it's about the coaches. Right. You're right. It's making the coaches the stars. Which is fine. But mm-hmm. I mean, like, right to the point where, like, Adam brags about having won last season when really he just coached the person who won yeah but it's on his team so it's like did blake win last year did christina win last year it's like how on dragon's den or shark tank if someone wins a deal but then the company flops someone's like oh i i I won that pitch right like you know they wanted to go with me yeah What, what is that and it's just about like these annoying little bickery feuds. Yeah. Like, the voice does very well. I know. It's crazy. I feel like not Adam Levine has been a, a coach on every single season, hasn't he? Except yes. maybe a couple. No, he and Blake do every one. And right. then the other the other two are usually kind of a uh, a revolving door. Christina or I think Jennifer Hudson's done it a little bit. Kelly Clarkson. Alicia Keys. Pharrell Williams has done it a little bit. Who is it this season? I don't have any idea. I, yeah. I have no idea. No. I have no The thing about the voice too is it's in the name. The premise is your voice is going to matter more than what you look like. Right. Right. So that's why they do the blind auditions. Yeah. And anybody of any age, creed or nationality or whatever can audition. And as long as your voice is interesting, not just good, but interesting, you'll get it on the show, you'll be successful. But it's only in the audition that that matters. Yeah. Because once they turn around their chairs, we know that you sound like Melissa Etheridge, but really you look like Michael Sarah. <laughs> right. And that kind of isn't interesting anymore. No. They they need to do a Where Are They Now voice winners edition. Yeah. I mean, on the one hand, I kind of think like it's easy for us to be like, oh, those people are probably selling real estate now. But mm-hmm. they probably do like little casino tours. That yeah. it's, it's not like the rock star life, but they do okay. Yeah. You've seen the Rex Gowdy 18-wheeler that drives through the Windsor Street Exchange to this day. I've never seen that. You're kidding me. I've never seen that. It's famous. It's famous in Halifax. Rex Gowdy was on Canadian Idol years ago. Yeah. Probably like 14 years was ago. Was he the first winner? No, that was um, Gary Beals. He was. Gary Beals didn't win. Gary Beals won, didn't he? No, he was, he was second. Okay. Yeah, he was from Halifax. Supernova from Nova Scotia. Maybe that's why I know his name. And the winner was some guy with like a receding hairline <laughs> who filmed his Ryan whole... Malcolm. Ryan Malcolm, exactly. It was Ryan Malcolm. Exactly. And then there was Caitlin Porter. My first concert ever was Canadian Idol. No way. With Jacob Hogard. No way. The unmentionable. Where was this? In Toronto. Oh. Yeah. So you went to Toronto to no, see No, I was like... visiting my uncle and they were, okay. they were like, Hey, we got you Canadian Idol tickets. And were you like sick? Yeah, it was cool. Nice. It was kind of interesting. And that was like right in the height of idol mania. Right. Um, and then a couple of years later, Rex Gowdy didn't win either, but he was on Canadian Idol. He was yeah. like the the resident rocker. And then he had a tour because it was just post idol mania. Yeah. Like he got a tour yeah. by being one of the runners up on Canadian Idol. And they put his goddamn face from his album on an 18 wheeler. And that 18 wheeler stayed in Halifax 
and it just it's it like it stocks targets or whatever now right. but like oh it so has, it's it's not touring of it course just has not. a okay it, it, it's <laughs> promoting so much more it's sense. promoting his album from like 2005 oh this is it's incredible just a, i can't believe you've never seen the rex gowdy truck has its own twitter what it's like a famous hilarious local me i don't know about this at all that's amazing i see it because i stare at the windsor street exchange all day yeah. i haven't seen it in a little while to be fair what was that bow guy on american idol Bo, Bo Bice. Bo Bice. Yeah. Rex Gowdy was the Bo Bice of... He was... Canada. Yeah, but he was going for Pretty Boy more so than Bo Bice. Like, Bo Bice has, had ridiculous hair. Yeah. Oh, he was he was insane. Was that the same as the Sanjaya year? Bo it Bice. People, the, the glory days. People were dropping, like, Bo Bice jokes on Saturday Night Live. Right. So, did you know that Sanjaya... Like... The frustrating thing about Sanjaya was that he was a terrible singer and he never should have been like in the top 10 of American Idol, but because he was pretty and the little girls liked him, he stayed way longer than he should have. Yeah. Do you know why he really stayed longer? No. Because Howard Stern got all of his listeners to vote for Sanjaya. Oh, you're kidding me. Yeah. I just found this out a couple of years ago. I mean, I think the little girls were a big part of it. Sure. But it was this anti-idol yes. Howard Stern show thing where he was like part of the Sanjaya push. Yeah. <laughs> Let's give the, the Howard Stern bump to Sanjaya. Cause Howard used to be really tough on Seacrest. Really? Yeah. Wow. Because Why? they're both radio guys and they're the opposite of each other. Right. In did, every way. Did I ever tell you the story about how Scott Ackerman said he one time saw Ryan Seacrest doing a remote and was like super on, on air and then just doing like, a remote doing a remote like as a radio host like that's what we do is some client will pay for us to like sell carpet samples or whatever so this was way before like idol i guess okay he but was he like was a like hot dj really on and yeah. a hot dj and then he said he saw him just like finish the break and just like sit down and sigh oh. <laughs> like, look down <laughs> Which is just a, a hilarious thought. I'm glad to hear that because that means he has a soul. Oh, yeah, for sure. And nothing against Ryan Seacrest, but he seems a little soulless sometimes. He, totally. He yeah. gives off way more of a fake vibe than, you know. I can't believe he does that show with Kelly. I thought that would last a year tops. He's been doing that like three Why years now. Why is he able to do it? What is he like on the show? Have you ever watched it? It's okay. Is he more likable than probably He's, he's always been likable. Yeah. That's the thing that's frustrating about Ryan Seacrest is you're like, he doesn't seem so bad. Likeable. Like, I just want to see him be like, I didn't sleep at all last night. <laughs> well, there's a... Exactly. I mean, he never sleeps. I think he thrives on that. But, right. like, there's a scene in... It's knock, cocaine, cocaine! In Knocked Up, where he says the F word a bunch, where he plays himself. Oh, yeah. And, like, because Catherine Heigl plays, like, a TV entertainment reporter right. in that movie, right? Yeah. And this was also in the height of Idol Mania. It might have been just before Idol, in fact. Right. Like, it was like... He was... A very famous person, mm -hmm. but it wasn't necessarily so ingrained in us that he was wallpaper. Right. And so they, like, Judd Apatow wrote a scene where he's like a diva who says the F word and yeah. stuff. That was incredible. And that's so hard to imagine now. I know. I don't even think any, I don't think Idol would let him do that on anything now. I don't know. It's not that he can't laugh at himself. He's always had a good sense of humor about himself, mm -hmm. but he's just so silly. And like he, I don't know. I don't even have a barometer for what Seacrest is like anymore because I have not seen anything with him in it lately. We tried to watch a little bit of Idol when it made its uh, unceremonious return last year. Yeah. Is it back again? I think. I don't think they're going to get like Katy Perry in them again. No. Okay. They, they cast Amy's brother for Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Any guesses? Uh, Amy's brother for Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Somebody's going to play Amy's brother. Okay. Uh, so Santiago. Yeah. This is, You can figure this out. 
Because the, the show went off the air. Yep. She's, oh, okay. And then went to, let me see. Eh, not so much because of the network, but okay. because of some of the particularly uh, of note people who really championed the show. The fact that she's Puerto Rican. Um, Lin-Manuel Miranda is going to play. Oh, play that's great. Play. That's kind of cool. That's awesome. I think that'd be good. Yeah. Uh, Howard the Duck. There's going to be a Hulu show. <laughs> okay. What is Howard the Duck? Remember at the end of Avengers, yep. there was a Howard the Duck thing? Yep. So it was apparently a Marvel comic. Yep. I think there was a movie, too, with, with Howard Deutsch. <laughs> In, like, the 80s. Who's Howard Deutsch? He's a famous actor-director. Oh, okay. So he was... He Married acted? to Leah Thompson, who plays Lorraine McFly in no Back to the way. Future. Score for Full him. Full circle moment. Absolutely. Yep. Um, I, I have no idea, really, what the whole movie was like how does that fit into the mcu it doesn't i guess it's on hulu right yeah does does he wake up one day a duck has he always been a duck does a duck (laughs) ingest something to become a human duck basically like a humanized duck yeah i'm not sure i don't know either netflix and goop have partnered up which was kind of long rumored what is so goop is like gwyneth paltrow's beauty line it's her lifestyle blog book Why is it Goop? I don't know why it's called Goop. Is it an acronym? Probably. The thing about Goop is that it's pseudoscience. It's just snake oil. So they're right. the ones who are like, stick this kumquat up your hoo-ha and you'll it'll undo 30 years of smoking cigarettes or something. They say all kinds of crazy, wow. wrong stuff. Okay. And scientists everywhere are like, don't listen to Goop. I really? don't care how nice, how, how pretty Gwyneth is. Yeah. She's pretty for other reasons. How did she find all this stuff out? She's been... St- Stuffing stuff up or hoo-ha and hoping for the best. Right. So people are kind of disappointed in Netflix because like Goop is a really valuable brand. Yeah. But they're kind of now peddlers of snake oil. It's like problematic. Yeah. Wow. Netflix is showing fictional shit and we should all be upset. Well, the thing about Goop <laughs> is that like it, it would be fine if they were like, look, this is not, this is an alternative remedy and it has worked for some people. Here's some testimony. I'm sure it's going to open up with a message like that. It'll have, and they have to do some of that now because they've been sued a bunch of times. Right. But previous to that, Goop was often like, guarantee it. <laughs> and that's insane. It's it's like, it's like anti-vaxxing. It's, right. this, is, this is based on nothing. No. And you're teaching people. The wrong ways oh to God. look after themselves. Don't you look at Chris Martin sometimes and just go like, man, what what were you thinking at that point? Like, was she always crazy? Have you, you ever, have have you ever seen Gwyneth Paltrow, though? Yeah, she's beautiful. She's right. beautiful. You're right. And you know what? When she's on talk shows or whatever, she seems kind of cool. She's really cool on Howard Stern. Oh, really? Like, like separate from Goop, what yeah. else makes her kind of crazy? I don't know. I think it's... She's kind of like she kind of has this reputation, I think, because of her Oscar speech. I, well, I think it's all. But she all, was twenty four in that. There's that. Oh, I don't remember her Oscar. Speech. Her Oscar speech is iconically cringy. Oh God. Yeah. Why? What is she saying? It. She's got like she's like crying so hard. There's like snot bubbles. It's wild. oh okay. It's wild. But I, she's like young. I I think it's because of the whole daughter Apple and the conscious uncoupling, and I feel like she was behind all of that. Okay. Not, not that. Well, the daughter name, sure. Apple's fine. It's Apple's not, fine. There's so the many thing. worse celebrity kid we've, names than we've Apple. We talked about that. You're right. I don't know why that's the number one example for bad celebrity kid names. But that's it's. I just think it plays into her weird personality, and for some reason, not Chris Martin's. Also, not conscious right. uncoupling is lovely. I don't know why people have such a problem with that. You think conscious uncoupling is is, is lovely? Yeah. Well, just say you're breaking up. 
it's nice. You can they they found or a, separate. They have young kids. They found a, a like a new kind of like I admit kind of ther- therapy uncoupling therapy nice? buzzword. It's look, we decided together to uncouple rather than break up. Breakup has this really insidious context feel, to it that is upsetting to those kids. I feel like Scientology would use conscious uncoupling. I believe probably some weird therapist came up with it and mm-hmm. she was like, I love it. But I don't know. You come up with weird things to help you through tough situations. I don't, I don't, I, I find it so weird that people are like, I hate the nickname you gave your breakup, which was probably a traumatic experience for your whole family. <laughs> you find it weird that I'm saying that I'm here in front of you saying that. I do. I just think it's a weird sticking point for people. Like of all the reasons to criticize celebrities, she, she came up she's with also a selling, fresh way she's also for her family selling, to, to cope with the traumatic uncoupling. You of just their, said she's selling snake oil too. Like she's clearly, oh, I think that is wrong. Yeah, but I said, regardless of Goop, what else makes Gwyneth Paltrow crazy? Because Goop is a new brand; it's just existed in the last five years or so. But she's always kind of been a bit of a pariah socially. Mm-hmm. And my point is, she's beautiful and she seems like a blast. Yeah, but she sells garbage. <laughs> and you love the term conscious uncoupling. You've made that very clear. I don't love it. We're, I, just, no, I, don't, I don't think it's so harmful. Going forward, I'm going for any celebrity breakup. I'm calling it a conscious uncoupling. <laughs> That's fine. Especially if they choose to call it that. Yeah, but no, I'm I'm going to do it especially when they don't. <laughs> like if, if one goes to prison and the other uh, is caught messing around with another person, I'm calling it conscious uncoupling. Do you see what I mean though? Like divorce has such ugly fangs <laughs> on it. I know. I know what you mean. I, and I'm not like totally against you on it i just think that conscious (laughs) uncoupling is a pretty funny term i'm only going to bat for conscious uncoupling because it seems like people have ganged up on it unfairly i feel like if um gwyneth paltrow was 20 degrees less attractive you'd not be having this conversation (laughs) yeah (laughs) no i don't think so okay i don't think so but i also think if she was 20 degrees less attractive she wouldn't be doing goop. You're right. Goop wouldn't be successful. It's a vicious circle. None of this would have ever happened. Right. Including probably her acting career. She could never play the woman in Shallow Hal. Right. Now that's that. I want to know the backstory behind shooting shooting Shallow Hal. Okay, you want to see the behind the scenes I want to documentary? See like, yeah, I want to see like <laughs> like the the commentary between Jack. I want Jack Black and Gwyneth Paltrow in a sound booth. That is what would make me come around on Gwyneth Paltrow. If they did it tomorrow, we're like, that was so fun to shoot. We realized it was hilarious. So Jack Black and I got in a sound booth and recorded a commentary about. There's a little bit of that happening right now. They just did a My Best Friend's Wedding reunion with with Julia and Dermot and Cameron Diaz and Rupert Everett. Okay. Uh, There's another one too. Another. Oh, well, Lindsay Lohan's still saying there should be a Mean Girls too, but that's crazy. Mm -hmm. That's not going to happen. I don't know. There was another one. I forget. Right. Oh, 27 dresses. There was a 27 dresses reunion. I just think that online that the whole like DVD commentary thing could be used a lot. I don't think that's dead. Yeah. It should exist like in a podcast form. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Just a breakdown of a movie afterward or like a companion piece to. Okay. So you're watching the movie. You can have the podcast in one year. Yeah. You start the the movie and the podcast at the same time. That's right. Then you can follow along with it. Yeah. It it doesn't even have to be a person who worked on the movie. It can just be some like fun critic. Sure. Yeah. That's good. Or like a pop-up video. Pop-up video. 
fucking love pop-up video. Yeah, it was the best. Yeah. It was the best. When we had an app for our radio station a couple years ago, remember yeah. we had pop-up on the app? The app was short-lived, but there right. was like a little pop-up video feature where it was like, did you know that TLC is made up of T, L, and C? <laughs> no, I don't think I did know that yeah. existed. Like I said, it was short-lived. Whoa. That would have been great. It kind of was. Counterpart with J.K. Simmons. Yep. Remember that? It was kind of good. Yep. Canceled. It really? Yeah. They're shopping it around. They want to keep it going. Mm -hmm. But I think it was on Stars. Yeah. It was a. It was pretty deep. Yeah. It was a little. Yeah. You really had to dive into well, it. Well, we've watched a lot of grim shows for this podcast. We watched yeah. another one this week. I thought Counterpart was kind of more stylish than a lot of them. Yeah. And J.K. Simmons is obviously great. Yep. And I watched a couple episodes, but I found myself... If it would have been a little more bingeable, yeah, I might have got into it more. But I was kind of waiting every week, and nothing pushed me into it. Last thing, have you seen the trailer for this movie yesterday? Nope. Trailer just came out yesterday. Okay. Interestingly, Richard Curtis, writer of Love Actually and uh, Death and Funeral, okay. Notting Hill, great British romantic comedy writer. Everybody yeah. loves his movies. I do. Danny Boyle, yeah, needs no introduction. Sure. The movie's called Yesterday. It's about a guy who's like a struggling singer-songwriter, uh -huh. is never going to make it, is ready to quit, gets in some kind of accident, comes to, and he's living in a world where the Beatles never existed. No. And That's he, such a cool premise. And he becomes a huge sensation writing and performing literally the greatest pop songs ever written. Right. And no one can figure out how this guy is just suddenly an unbelievable contemporary songwriter. And the wow. trailer is very compelling. That's insane. Yes. First of all, yeah. How long do you think it takes someone <laughs> in that scenario? How long would it take you to, to realize that people don't know who the Beatles are and that they never existed? Well, I, I implore people to go watch the trailer, but there's a thing where he's like sitting on the patio with his friends and he's just like noodling on yesterday. Yeah. And some people are like, when did you write that? And he's like, I didn't write it. Paul McCartney wrote it. And they've never heard of Paul McCartney. Okay. So then he goes, Googles, uh, like all kinds of Beatles stuff. So it's nowhere. All of these things still exist. All of music still exists. Well, that's it's, that's a question I have is that, how different would the world the be? The world would be so insane. Without the different. Beatles, it's not just like you take the Beatles out and everything else is the same. Right. The world has changed. Certainly pop culture has changed because of the Beatles. Yes. I don't know if this movie is going to explore that, but there's a kind of mysterious moment that's just briefly shown in the trailer where he is on James Corden and James Corden's playing himself and he's like promoting his album at, yeah. on James Corden. And James uh, is like, well, we have these two men here who say they wrote all your songs and they don't show who the men are. Oh, interesting. But you're like, are they Paul and John? Yeah. Because John was never assassinated if the Beatles never existed. Whoa. Right? Yeah. What was his life like? What were both of their lives like? I've often wondered if John Lennon was still alive, would he be like, would he be a piece of shit? Would he be like criticizing me too? Yeah. Yeah. Would he be like basically like David Crosby? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, people would just be like, John, shut up. Just yeah, stop, we're just good, stop talking. Yeah. yeah. I feel like he might be that guy. You think so? I don't know. Anyway, well, we'll watch the trailer after the podcast because yeah. it's called Yesterday. It looks all right. Nice. Yeah. Any big actors in it? Uh, Lily James. 
the, the girl from Baby is. Driver who you called trashy about 50, 60 episodes ago on the okay. podcast. <laughs> She's great and lovely. I said she had a trashiness to her that I found compelling <laughs> in a good so way. so not trashy. In a positive way. And it's way. such an unpleasant way to describe person. <laughs> person. Uh, Ed uh, Sheeran plays himself. There's going to be a little bit of Ed Sheeran in it. Okay. Really? Yeah. The main guy I've never seen before. Okay. That's good. Yeah. I like it. It just looks like it's going to be a bit of a all, sweet movie. All British people in it? It's distinctly British, okay, yes. cool. Yeah. I'm all in. What was his last movie? Richard Curtis? Yeah. Uh, well, the the Love Actually sequel short that came out last Christmas, probably. Oh, okay. Previous to that, maybe About Time, which we've talked about before on the podcast, which right. is with Donald Gleason. It's a time travel love yes. story, father-son kind of story. Yes. It just makes me weep like a like a child. Right. Yeah. Okay. He makes a good movie. Writes a yeah. good movie. Danny Boyle makes a good movie. Gotcha. Yeah, Danny Boyle for sure makes a good movie. Yeah. Wow, this is exciting. I'm I'm into it too. Let's do. When some does shows. it come out? June. June. Okay. Yep. We don't have to wait that long. Well, I, I'm sure there are some people who are aware of it, but like a couple of trailers and posters came out yesterday, and suddenly everybody on Reddit is like, "What the hell is this?" Yeah. Like I thought that there were no new ideas. Right. Yeah. That's a really cool idea. Yeah. It's it. I will say there are no new i or, yeah, there are new ideas, but. It's also kind of taking the um, the man in the high tower idea. Yeah, so if a, a certain bit. war never happened, is like, that what it is? N- well, if a war if ended a, up the other way, yeah, if America lost the war, right? So it's kind of play, like toying along those lines, but it seems like you know that affected all of history. Yeah, and so there's well, the, you know Tokyo kind of overtakes uh, New York. You could you could aspect. you could tell a lot of cool stories based on yeah. what if. Right. And it all kind of like stems, it's all like got a butterfly effect yeah, to it. Right. Now, this is a fantasy. So like mm-hmm. we said, I, I don't know that if if there were no Beatles, there would ever be an Ed Sheeran, but in this movie universe, there is. There is. So I don't think you want to think about it too, too much. Right. Uh, okay. Which, which show do you want to recap? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and recap Hannah. Okay. All right. I'm going to put you on the clock. Recap the first episode. Hannah, I think. Hannah. 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 All right, you can go in three, two, one, go. Okay, so uh, the movie starts with uh, someone stealing a baby from some sort of a compound. It looks a little like a hospital, but there are some crazy tests being done and people screaming. Uh, the man escapes w- uh, with his wife. They quickly are on the run from the agents who continue to chase them. They make their way into the woods. They try to cross a field and end up crashing and the mom dies the father continues to raise the daughter in the forest and teaches her survival skills and at the end of the movie he gets captured i believe or she gets captured sorry Um, yeah she gets she kind of lets herself get captured so her dad can get away. that's right and she kind of saved does a help me i like that i thought that was a smart idea all right so a couple of things you is she not his kid he, he did kidnap her from like the ward or whatever. Yeah, it seemed like it seemed like it was not his kid. I I agree I with that. I didn't get that at all. I I did not think it was his daughter. I thought it was. Oh, you thought it was. Yeah. Okay. So, so I didn't at first, but then in later on, when the agent who was, you know, allegedly chasing them at the time, right, or, the head or of the CIA or whatever, them, yeah, uh, says, oh yeah, he murdered his wife and. Uh, took their baby and like ran into the woods. Well, I mean, he's he's like the subject of such an enormous manhunt, and he's a former agent. Yeah, he's like a terrorist, as far as this uh, American government is concerned. He's Polish, right? So who is coming after him? 
Yeah, I don't know. Is she American? She's not American. I don't know. I think maybe they were British. Yeah, well, and this all took place in Romania. Right. Like, the the first scene takes place in, in the, Romania, in and the then woods. they end up in, like, the woods of Poland. By the way, the landscape was stunning. Yeah, Really insane. cool mountains and stuff. I find it a little hard to believe that, like, they're just living in the woods for 15 years, not that far from civilization, and no one's found them. Right, not far enough that she couldn't just, like... Trot Basically. out of the woods and go flirt with a boy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Which is kind of interesting. When they first showed that boy with the chainsaw, did you think something bloody was going to happen? Because oh. she wasn't just being taught survival skills. She was being like trained to be an assassin. Like, yeah, you're, you're either they, the way the dad breaks it down. Because the first scene with the dad and the adolescent daughter, she shoots a deer in the head with a handgun. Yes. He's behind her for three seconds. She knows and like, gets up with the gun and he like starts swinging at her yes and she ends up taking him down and actually choking him out to the point that he goes to sleep so this is like a thing he the, he puts little trials on her yeah and you you don't know that it's her dad at that point you just are kind of like oh god who is this guy i guess i kind of did you I did i was kind of I, on I, fi that. I figured it was too yeah but yeah she chokes him out and then right when you think she's gonna go for the kill she just lets him go and like right. make sure he's okay now he is pretty gutless when they show his escape i mean rarely does one person taking on multiple security guards with guns and clubs rarely is that so convincing in a movie right but when he throws the guy into the big burner that was yeah. kind of haunting yeah that that you're right at that point i was like oh he's a villain i guess which so. which, which he wasn't throughout the rest of the show i actually forgot about that part yeah so that goes to show you what his character develops. Yeah, I don't know if he's not a villain, but he doesn't seem good, does he? Like he he I don't know if he's doing anything to protect Hannah. Right. I yeah, and you thought he was the dad all along. I I just assumed he was the dad because right. they seemed like a family. Yeah. Uh I don't know. We know him from House of Cards. He played the guy who kind of opposes Frank in the yes. presidential race. He was kind of haunting in House of Cards. He was good. He was good. Is he American or is he I think so. Okay. Joel Kinnaman is his name. Joel Kinnaman. I think he's American. Great actor. Um, it uh, it's based on a movie from 2011, a thriller, oh. a thriller movie called Hannah, starring Saoirse Ronan before she was famous. The father was played by Eric Bana, and Kate Blanchett played, I assume, the like the operative, uh, right. the opposing agent. So Saoirse Ronan's not in this series at all. No, I kind of thought the show was Saoirse Ronan. Yeah, me too. She was in the movie that this is based on. Oh, I see. Which was a critically acclaimed movie. I don't know really? if the show's doing anything. I've never heard anything about this show. It's only one episode's released. Oh, okay. But yeah, there's, there's no, no buzz on it. Not really, no. Well, it doesn't come out till March, so we're still a few weeks away. And there's no big names in it. No. Like Joel Kinnaman is the big name. Right. In the show, which is yeah. kind of weird. Now, uh, it's been described, at least the movie has been, for some of its uh, fantasy motifs. So it's like, it's like a spy thriller, kind of. Mm -hmm. An action adventure story. But it's also, it, it is this like, uh, chosen one child coming of age has to go out into the world fend for herself yeah. while dealing with her inner darkness right which i guess is kind of a fantasy trope yep yeah definitely i uh i liked it i was kind of waiting for sir Ronan to, to yeah. come into it i might have misled you there that's okay um but and I just convinced myself, oh, maybe she's not going to come until the second episode and she'll be older. Right. This is just like the precursor. No, this is Hannah, I think. Else. She's 15. Yeah. Uh, and she is completely an animal of the woods. Right. Like she meets this boy. I think he's like the first boy she's ever talked to. And she doesn't know what a Snickers bar is. She doesn't know what a text message is. Right. 
she doesn't she doesn't know what anything is. I wonder he and he kind of comes on to her right before they're captured. Yeah. And is that taking advantage of somebody? She doesn't know what a text message is. I don't know if you can grab her boob. She doesn't know what a text message is. She's clearly from the woods. You could tell she's like never showered. It does not show how they take care of themselves in the woods at all. No. They don't have like a sophisticated mud hut. No. No, her hair's matted. Yes. You got to you got to stop. Right. <laughs> for those reasons. Right. Yeah, I thought it, I thought it was kind of cool. You know, it was funny the like they have this weird uh, obstacle course with a bunch of trees that are limbless and you have to climb the trees. Right. That's just reminded me of Mulan. Let's get down to business. <laughs> do you think that was an obstacle? I thought that was just her trying to do crazy shit to, to, but there's like allude. paint marks on all the trees. Right. Yeah. I kind of thought it was like, I thought she showed up and the red marks were there and there were like foresters that were about to knock down those trees. Right. I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong about that. But no, I think he did put them on. Yeah, after the fact. Much like Wayne and many other uh, shows and movies and books of their kind, mm. this is not an acceptable way to name your content. Hannah, Hannah, right. it's, it's not good enough. No, I'm sorry, that doesn't tell me anything. All right, let's come up. Let's brainstorm for 20 seconds. Wow, what would you call it? Uh, Woods Ninja. I would call it Child 57. You like that? That's Just not bad. something like it would be like one of the. But that's like 11. Yeah, you're right. Right. She is kind of an 11. Seems like that's what they were going to use her for. Maybe not supernatural, but. Uh, okay, maybe it's like. Um, uh, you know the movie Never Been Kissed? Like 16 Never Been Kissed? Yeah. Never had a Snickers. <laughs> Never ate Snicks. Yeah. Um, what about. Oh, Jen made this point, and I was so happy she made this point. She goes, okay, so she's eating a Snickers. For the first time yep. ever. Like mm-hmm. she's had a diet of like rabbit and whatever vegetation is out there. Yep. She's <laughs> how she must have shit her pants. Yeah. Immediately. Like throwing something so foreign into your body. I think it would be upsetting too. Like later on she describes it as he said, uh, she said to her dad, he gave me some food. It was nice. Yeah. And like, I don't know if it would even be nice. It would be like this. What is the this weird, what is sticky? This, yeah. Wouldn't you think it's too sweet? I think it would be too much. It would be a shock to the Your senses. Your palate had never. Although similarly, nice touch when she got on the chopper and she was like cla- uh, clasping over her ears. Yeah. She's never heard noise before. No. She, well, she did that when she got on the four wheeler. Yeah. Which was loud too. And she's kind of like, uh, yeah. I kind of thought it was good. I kind of thought it was cool. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. Was he, it made me ask so many questions like, was he explaining what cars are and she knew elect- what she knew what helicopters were right but and she called them machines but that's all they need to be right right sure if you hear machines that's bad yeah they, they don't want to see or hear machines and i liked that he was quizzing her on things like what's the population of this place name three popular songs by the beatles which in this universe existed yeah. um yeah, there are a couple like pop cultural references it's brutal a couple of times like she slits yeah. a guy's throat with the greatest of ease. Yeah, and the point. dad's not like, oh shit. He's like, yeah. I no, taught her to do that. That's what you should have done. Yeah. yeah. I think he's going to turn out to be a monster. And mm. she's had, she has good in her. Yeah, I, I wasn't convinced that the uh, opposite agent was a really, really bad human. No, I don't think so. No. I don't, I don't think so necessarily. I'm not going to watch more though. I'll give it my ass, but I'm not going to watch more. I'll give it my ass. And I'll wait for the hype to begin. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Nah, it's going to get canceled. So. Really? I think so. I mean, it's Amazon. It's not. Is it Amazon? Yeah. It's yeah. on Amazon Prime. Oh. <laughs> All right. So there's a chance that it, you know. Did I tell you I canceled Apple Music? 
No, you were so frustrated with it, eh? Did you get Spotify? I got Spotify. So I, I got, I had Apple Music for a long time and then for whatever reason, it just stopped being able to download songs. Like I would download something and the little wheel would tick about halfway. It would try forever and then it would eventually give up. And then all my library shifted out. And so I called customer service a couple of times. They're always really helpful and nice, yeah. but they don't know this problem at all. They've never heard of this, which is very suspicious to me. Yeah, They are not familiar with how to fix this long term. They can fix it in like we can they can walk me through how to fix it but the next day it'll happen again and otherwise no issues with your phone no i got an iphone 7 yeah so there was just no explaining it and so i just canceled my apple music and i got spotify today which is fine but and i think maybe i'm a noob for not knowing this you cannot download individual songs on spotify and but you're paying for the it's the same cost you it's all about playlists. Right. Spotify is all about playlists. Yeah. So you can download playlists that other people make. You can make playlists yeah. out of uh, individual singles. You can and make download a shared those. playlist with someone else. You can be friends can with like people. It's kind it of a social network in yeah. that way. Uh, and certainly you can download albums because they're playlists. Right. It's just a bit of a, a getting used to kind of thing. And I'm in the 60-day free trial right now. But I'm so far, I'm okay with it. How, how important was downloading the music to you? Like, obviously it was because you, but like, are you outside of Wi-Fi or? Well, don't you listen to music in the car sometimes? Yeah. So you got to download those songs. I just, I just play them. I just stream it. Your work pays for your phone, buddy. That's your privilege. Yeah, I guess so. That would cost me hundreds and hundreds of dollars every month. Really? Yes. To stream media from the internet live? Yeah. Are you sure? Yes. Absolutely. You can't just like be on the bus and watch Netflix. No, I, I understand that. It's the same I think thing. that's going like, but but if you start a podcast like in your house, I think it starts downloading to a certain point, and then you get in your car, you. When was the last time you saw your phone bill? No, I've never seen it. You've never seen it. <laughs> you, you're just on a big staff plan that has unlimited data. Yeah. But nobody has unlimited data on a personal phone. They might have like six gigs. They might have a crazy, and I, in fact, I think I do have four and a half gigs or something. I have a lot, Yeah. but I would plow through that really? in four or five days oh, if I never downloaded then music or podcasts. I, I am not. Also, I only have like eight gigs on my phone itself. That does. Yeah, but music doesn't take up much space. No. Don't you find you can have like 12 podcasts in your queue? Yeah. Yeah, I guess you're right. I do have some automatically downloaded podcasts too. So maybe because th- they're just downloading at home and yeah. maybe I'm not using it as much as I think. I'm pretty particular about all that maintenance. Yeah. But like I'd rarely download a whole album. Mm-hmm. I just hear a song and I like a song. So I download the song. Yeah. What was the last song you did that with? There's a song by Dawes called uh, Moon in the Water. Yep. That's just like the most beautiful poem you know of what? a song. I think I listened to it after I saw that you listened to it on Apple Music, which you no longer have. Maybe that's that was right. Good. It was like a friend's, like what your friends are listening to. It's really good. He's a really great songwriter. Uh, and then since the Grammys, I've been listening to Casey Musgraves, which I wouldn't have thought I would would have done. Yeah, she's not bad. Well, I kind of thought that she was like a pop country princess, but mm-hmm. no, she's kind of got like a dolly thing. No, she's got more of um a, like a Sufjan Stevens thing going on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think she's very cool. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, speaking of the Grammys, Brandy Carlisle too. She's, she's my other yeah. gal right now. She she's seems, she seems wild. pretty interesting. Yeah. I heard one song by her. The joke. Everyone's talking about the yeah. joke. That is a great song. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. Um, okay. So do you want to go on the clock for, I'll uh, recap, uh, Black Mondays during John, Don Cheadle also produced by Seth Rogen, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. I, I noticed that at the beginning. I saw no trace of Seth Rogen in this show. They directed it. 
He and Evan? He and Evan directed this episode, I believe. Okay. Um, all right. There's a lot going on in this episode, so see if I can say it all. All right. You ready? On three, two, one, go. Black Monday is the day the stock market stock market crashed uh, and everybody lost all their money. This takes place exactly one year before that. We have Andrew Rannells, who's like a new hotshot kid who develops some kind of algorithm to help people make a lot of money, but he's pretty naive and sweet, probably too sweet for Wall Street. Don Cheadle is one of the like big tigers of Wall Street, I guess. He runs a firm that's really only on 11th place, but he drives a, a limousine Lambo. He's not nice to Andrew Rannells. In fact, he tries to get him blacklisted from Wall Street at first, but he kind of likes his gumption and they end up teaming up. Or he hires him at his firm, I guess. That's right. Um, it, it's a little bit more uh, vicious than that. In fact, like Andrew Rannells basically shows up. He's nervous for his job interview at this firm. Quickly finds out that he's actually the one everybody wants. That yes. he, like basically he can pick his job in town because his algorithm is so impressive. Yeah. And then he accidentally walks into Don Cheadle and they drop a bunch of cocaine yeah. and Don Cheadle just on that alone wants to get him blacklisted from Wall Street, right. which is preposterous. But you know, like you, you watch till the end, right? Yeah. How he is actually, there was the whole company takeover of Georgina yeah. that he was trying to do. Hanold's, he had his, his picture and yes. he circled his face on the picture. And it said uh, something Georgina. The boyfriend of Georgina. Yes. I didn't put it together. I wrote that down and I was like, so, why? So the girl that he's dated, the Casey Wilson, Casey Wilson is the, the heiress to the Georgina fund. Well, then why is she so dead set on him getting rich? I don't she, know. She doesn't know. I, I don't know what the situation there is and why. Yeah. Why are they not in a better apartment? Because I didn't understand at all. Why all these people were so quick to turn on Andrew Rannells considering his algorithm has got the money. Like all yeah. these people just want to get rich, right? Right. So they should be kissing his ass. Especially since Mo, Don Cheadle, he runs the 11th hottest firm on Wall Street. Like right. he was talking earlier in the episode about how they're not that special. Right. He's special and full of himself, I guess. Right. Well, he's still super rich. Obviously, he's yeah. extremely wealthy. It also begins, the first shot we see is somebody jumps out of the building and lands on the, the Lambo limo. That's right. And we don't know who it is, no. but they're wearing Andrew Randall's green tie pin. So it might be and, him. And they're that, wearing Don Cheadle's Rolex. Oh, yes. Okay, so they want us to think it's one of those two people. Yeah. But it might not be either. No, I think it's totally going to switch to someone else. Yeah. By the end of it. The thing about the show is like, I don't think it's good. But no. I kind of didn't hate it. I kind of want to like live in that world. Like I, I'm really interested in this show. Yeah. To the point that I want, like it expands on Wolf of Wall Street. Right. And I wanted to live in the Wolf of Wall Street world for longer. Then you missed the point of that movie. <laughs> no, I know. I know. But I just, I like the whole aesthetic is what I mean. Right. Like I'm not, I'm not saying I, but yeah, I felt differently. Obvi issues. Obviously, they're comparable universes, mm -hmm. but I kind of felt like they really failed in trying to capture the Wolf of Wall Street thing. Like, I thought it was a really cheap version of the Wolf of Wall Street. Like, right it down to the fact that they don't make any effort to try and explain. Like, one of the charms of the Wolf of Wall Street is Jordan Belfort's voiceover explaining to you stuff that you don't understand at all. Right. And they don't yeah. do that at all. In this, they just show numbers going mm -hmm. up and down. Which Goodfellas did the same thing, too. Yeah, they get it's intricate like a, about it. Yeah. Um, this is not Martin Scorsese caliber. No, TV. no, 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 no. It's it's sure not. But but I do think it's kind of a fun watch and a a good scene into 
uh, the 80s stock market yeah. leading up to Black Monday. Right. Right down to the Don Henley at the uh, birthday party. And Michael Jackson. And Michael Jackson, yeah. <laughs> that was kind of a funny lookalike character. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. What do you think of the twins played by Ken Marino? Both of them played by the same guy. Uh, I'm a I'm a Ken Marino uh, fan. Yeah. So I was I thought they're I don't know I was just happy Paul to Shear see them. is in there. There's actually some cool people in there. Totally. Yeah. yeah I was happy to see them all doing. Stuff. I guess like that's the, a Seth Rogen. Eugene get. Cordero's in it. I don't know who like, that is. He was the kind of young uh, uh, Asian dude where he's like, "Who are you?" And the guy. Uh, he, oh he yeah, a, yeah, he's yeah. Like I don't know. I'm still kind of trying to figure it out. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't. Maybe I didn't want to like it, and that's why I have kind of a bad attitude about yeah. it. I was. Uh, I was into it once it started. I was into it once it finished. I'm. I'm team. Black Monday. Black Monday. <laughs> did you know the term Black Monday before the show? Because I didn't. I did. Yeah. It's interesting that Black Monday is like the worst day in capitalist history, and then like Black Friday. Is supposed to be the biggest day where everybody triumphs. And then Blue Monday is oddly similar to Black Friday, except there's no loss of money necessarily. Blue, what's Blue Monday? Remember Blue Monday? That's supposed to be the most depressing day of the year. Oh, in February, yeah. No, in uh, January. January. Yeah, you did that break on it where you said it's now 364 days until the next saddest day. I so. can't I can't remember all my best breaks. You can't breaks. remember your gold. No, that's, that's right. Fair. Once I said it's gone, you can't unring a bell, Selena. <laughs> that's right. It's out there and then it's, it's yeah, it's out there. You got it. A sleepy podcast tonight. I'm sorry. I, I was no, really I, tired from shoveling. I'm, I'm as responsible as anybody. I just, I kind of don't have a very good command of my words or my brain. Well, I've got a Will Smith thing if you want. There's a couple of Will Smith things. Oh, do you? Okay, you have a better one then because mine was just like a home example that I was going to uh, try to tie in. Well, do you want to give it to me first? Sure. It's it's not good. Okay. Um, Jen was eating a granola bar and she said, I'm eating a granola bar, by the way. And... Uh, I was like, she was like, I'm not even hungry. And I turned around and I said, so you're just biting it? It's for the look? You don't like it? What is that a reference to? To Miami. Oh. When he oh. sick a cigar right from Cuba Cubara, <laughs> I'd just bite it. It's for the look. I don't like it. Did it fly over her head like it did mine? No, she got it. That's good. But You're marrying uh, the right gal. But I said, yeah, Will Smith was kind of deceitful and like he was purposefully biting cigars trying to look cool and right. I didn't actually like it. I think that's what Will Smith is. It's a bad influence on kids. So yours was kind of a retrospective Will Smith note. Like, yes. by the way, this happened 25 years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You couldn't trust like, him then either. No, no you can so never trust my him. My first issue is just got to do with the greater uh, Will Smith family, which is that at the Grammys, the show opened with this like kind of pep talk from four or five uh, very famous women. Okay. Um, so J-Lo... And Alicia Keys, who was hosting the show, did a great job, by the way. Do you think so? Yeah, she was really good. I think the Oscars could take a a, a, a page from this book. Just get somebody everybody likes. Sure. Stop overthinking it. Uh, Michelle Obama. <laughs> That's kind right. of a big one. Sure. And then, she should host. Yeah. And then Jada Pinkett Smith. Jade, I'm sorry. Jada's not in this company. No. She, it, That's ridiculous. Why do we keep treating Jada Smith like she's an A-list celebrity? <laughs> she's done a couple notable movies. Maybe. Is she the notable part of any of those movies? No. Uh, set it off? I have never heard of that. Oh, okay. It doesn't sound like it's the same as being married to the president. It's a movie with Queen Latifah in it. So she wasn't <laughs> the Queen Latifah in it then. No, she wasn't. So I had a problem with her being there. Okay. I just felt like she was invading this important moment. That's fair. But then also, uh, 
During the Grammys, there aired the first trailer for Aladdin to feature the genie. Right. In Blueface. In Blueface. We've seen Blue Will Smith genie now. Right. And people are crazy about it. Did you see it? After he tweeted, y'all want to see me blue. (laughs) (laughs) Did you see Blue Genie? I did not see Blue Genie. Oh, it's bad. It's bad. It's bad. Is that another one we have to look at? Yeah, I'll show you after. Okay. Everyone else has seen it. Yikes. It's not good. You know what? I'll bring it up right now so we can record your reaction. Okay. Because it's just like Will Smith, they're, they're making him look like the Robin. You know, the Robin Williams genie kind of looked like Robin Williams. Like yeah. He kind of had the face of a Robin <laughs> Williams character. They're kind of like doing the facial hair like that. Oh, God. And it's just upsetting. Hang on a second. Where is it? <laughs> oh. Isn't that the worst? No. Yeah. Why were they satisfied by that? <laughs> Why was that enough for them? It looks like his face is photoshopped onto someone else's skull. Yes, it does. With a really bewildered look upon his face. This is not going to be good. This is not going to be good. No. So the whole internet is outraged? I don't know about outraged. I don't think they had a whole lot of stock in it to begin with. There's some But they were just kind of like, what? Whoa, <laughs> Will Smith, we don't trust you. I don't trust Will Smith. Do you? Never. Trust Will Smith.